Folks, we are brought to you today by the absolutely fantastic Melbourne band RVG. They have just released their second studio album entitled Feral, and thanks to the very good people at Our Golden Friend, I have a vinyl copy of Feral to give away to a listener. All you have to do is write in to barbandspod at gmail.com and let me know your name, your address, and your favorite episode of this podcast. And that's it. I'll pick a winner by the end of the month, and I will send you out a copy of RVG's fantastic new album, Feral. Barbandspod at gmail.com. Your name, your address, and your favorite episode of All My Friends Own Barbands. All right, let's get into it. This episode of All My Friends Are in Barbands was recorded on the land of the Nunawal people. We pay our respects to elders past and present and acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. This always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Enjoy the episode. It's David James Young here for another week of All My Friends Are In Bar Bands. Thank you very, very much for tuning in and checking this out. I am back in the archives working my way through stuff that I recorded in the last six months or so, now trying to get it out to the good people. And that brings us to today's episode where I am chatting to the guys from Cancer Bats. Cancer Bats, a veteran Canadian hardcore band. They've been here plenty of times over the years. If you know heavy music, there's a very strong chance you know about Cancer Bats. Chances are you've probably seen them live as well. Indeed, they did a big national tour back in October, where they brought along a very special friend of theirs, Mr. Wade McNeil, to fill in on guitar before a show that they were playing in Canberra at the basement. I had a chat with Liam, the band's lead vocalist, and... Jay, the band's bass guitarist, it was a completely rambunctious, off-the-wall, ridiculous chat. (laughs) There was so much that went on before I had a chance, because they just started talking and didn't stop, and so, like, it took so long to find a break where I was supposed to start the podcast and properly introduce them, but... Yeah, it just descends into chaos very, very quickly. It's an it's a very fun episode. Uh, Liam convinced me of uh, tricking him into giving a proper interview, even though they uh, were were not up for any kind of formal structured chat. But to their credit, man, like uh, yeah, they brought a really good energy to the podcast, and it was super fun to chat with them. So uh, really, really stoked we were able to make this happen. Big thank you to Ash over at Destroy All Lines for helping to set this one up. Massively, massively appreciated. Won't hold you up for too much longer. Just a quick reminder that this podcast is made possible with the help and support of people just like yourself. If you enjoy this podcast, it would mean a lot if you could chuck it a rating on whatever podcast app you use. Five stars would be awesome. 
Also, don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. And if you are digging what we're doing and you maybe know people that might also similarly dig it, please send them our way. That's the best way to get this whole circle expanding and have more and more people connecting with all my friends who are in bar bands. All of that is massively appreciated. So thank you very much if you have recommended this podcast to anyone. Whether they've listened or not, you took the initiative and that is super fucking cool of you. So thank you very much for that. And if you are in a position to be able to support me and this podcast and my various other creative endeavors, you can do so by heading over to patreon.com slash David James Young, where for as little as $1 a month, you will have access to bonus and exclusive content from all across my various projects, writing, music, and podcasts. For more information, head over to patreon.com slash David James Young. In the meantime, if you would like to get in touch, barbandspod at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Facebook at David James Young Writes or over on Instagram at DJY Writes. I'll always be posting about uh, my podcasting and various other music and stuff that I'm listening to, stuff from the archive, whatever else. You can find all of that over there. Would love to have you on board. All right, I think that's enough gas bagging. Let's take you back to October 2019, and let's head backstage with the crazy motherfuckers, Cancer Bats. We've been talking for 25 minutes, and all of it was missed because you refused to hit record. Because I haven't gone through the due process yet. <laughs> it takes two seconds. Shut your mouth. Here's, here's my point for the listeners who have already joined us. You clicked on this because you know it's Liam and Jay from Cancer Bats. It's true. I'm Liam. I'm Jay. And we're podcasting. That's correct. <laughs> they already know it's your podcast. Look, they're already fans. All right. Okay. You know what? You win. Question one. I'm only going to make the reference because I thought it was a really good reference. You need to do fade ins on podcasts. Do the fade in. You don't need to be like, and then we don't have to thank our sponsors now. And all. <laughs> this podcast does not have any sponsors. Yeah, perfect. Let's just fade in. Let's just fade in. Even laughter, better. Jokes. Even better. Like, oh my god! You guys just missed the most hilarious thing. Anyway. This is the thing. This is my thing, too, with podcasts, since we're on the topic. Everyone thinks, because there's no, like, format, mm -hmm. everyone thinks podcasts need to be long as fuck. Right? Like, everyone's <laughs> like, oh, thank like God, now there's finally a thing. Yeah, like, yeah. Or like, my dog. You're like, Rich Roll. We my guy. Like, three hours. Like, there's some that are interesting, but there's some that you're yeah. just like, man, where is the, like, maybe, maybe 22 minutes with some commercials, it's a good thing. <laughs> with commercials. Like, maybe people had yeah. a good... There was nothing wrong with that format. There's nothing wrong with like a 10 to 15 minute catch up. <laughs> you know, like, who are we kidding? <laughs> 
Like we're like uh None of us are that interesting. We're not really. that interesting. <laughs> Well, for the listeners, allow me to set the scene. It is Sunday evening. 7.30. 7.30. And... What time zone? We're in Australia. We're in Australia, so about, well, like 14 hours behind... Depending in, on where in, you are. Yeah, 14 hours in front of Canada, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 12 to 14, depending on where you are. Yes, indeed. Said rock band, Cancer Bats, are here to perform yeah. in the nation's capital. Yeah, in, Canberra. In Canberra. This is... I would say, at a guess, our first time here. I believe so. Yeah, I don't think we've ever been here. Actually, I didn't even know up until last night that this was the capital, that Canberra was the capital of Australia. Yeah, I definitely true. didn't know. Yeah. Well, yeah, no one ever believes you. <laughs> You're just like, no, bullshit, it's either Sydney or Melbourne, it has to be. No, driving through it makes sense. I think also because Canada has, like, Ottawa as our nation's capital. Is it really? Yeah. There you go. I did not know that. Yeah, so I, I understand. The only reason I know any names of places in Canada is because of wrestling. Oh, like, okay. Yeah. Like so wherever a Royal Rumble was held, you're just like, that's... That, that, oh, know. well, when wrestlers get introduced, so Chris Jericho would always be, from Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. Yeah. Yeah. From the band Fozzy. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. The nicest guy in wrestling, Chris Jericho. Actually, I haven't met any other wrestlers, so I can't make that claim. But for the record, since we're podcasting, yeah. Chris Jericho is the best dude. So sick. He also has a podcast. Talk is Jericho. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's actually, I, I didn't know that. I'd it's pretty that. tight. I'd listen to that. I would yeah. listen to that. Actually, here's a Chris Jericho Australia story. Here we I go. met him on the flight to Australia. Coming for Soundwave. Oh, Soundwave 2013. Yeah. 2013. And he was just like, hey, what's up? Like, we're both friends with Matt Tuck, was basically his like intro. Because I was in a band with Matt Tuck at that time. Yeah, true. Uh, Axe Wound. And, uh, <laughs> Axe Wound. <laughs> and uh, everyone for years has been calling it Axe Wound. That was completely <laughs> false. No, that's how Euros <laughs> like to pronounce it. They yeah. like to say Axe. What is happening with Axe Wound? Axe Wound. And I'm like, man, the English language <laughs> is so stupid. <laughs> it's so, it's not even your fault. It's yeah. just the English language. Like, how is this one number one? Mm. Like, it's so stupid. <laughs> but, anyways, uh, Chris Jericho was like, yo, you're friends with. Are you playing a band with Matt Tuck? I'm friends with Matt Tuck. Like, what's up? And then I ran into him every single day of Soundwave. Yeah. And was just like, this dude's the best. That's like, so I would, sick. Yeah. yeah. And it was Red Fang and then Fozzie would Oof. play the stage. So I would. So sick. I would always watch Red Fang. Yeah. And then, like, I, like, I've never even heard Fozzie. And then I just met, like, Chris Jericho. So I was yeah. just like, oh, this is, like, now my homie double bill. <laughs> Extremely good. And all the dudes in Fozzie are super nice, too. It's yeah. not just Chris. That just oh, yeah, adds yeah. that adds into the mythology that every Canadian musician knows one another. It, it's definitely <laughs> that small of a pool. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Unless you're like Drake, everyone knows one another. But even <laughs> even Drake isn't that far of like a six yeah. degrees of separation. Yeah, because yeah, like Canadian... he was on the first couple of Broken Social Scene records. Oh, and dude, like my really good friend works for OVO designing clothes for him. Yeah, of you course. know what I mean. It's yeah. like everyone. It, mm. it is Canadian fashion is really small. Yeah, Canada and general Canadian really arts small. and culture is all yeah, like pretty yeah. tight like filmmakers and documentarians and everything everybody yeah. everybody still knows each other and you've all played on at least one new pornographer's record like it's it's, it's science <laughs> they haven't gotten the tap yet they haven't called us to do that yet i think it's just uh it's just a coastal but we did eat tacos uh with with that one dude at south by southwest oh, yeah, Carl uh, Newman? Dude. Or, yeah um and the reason why we're hanging out with them was because we rolled up to the taco place with Nardwar. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> and this dude was also friends with Nardwar. 
Yeah. And he's like, oh, I guess we're all having lunch together. Yeah. And then we all <laughs> smashed tacos. It was great. But yeah, Canada is that small, yes, which I would is. imagine Australia is too. Pretty much. Like, yeah. <laughs> just like as far as like music, industry. Country that's just like so spread out. That yeah. Like, yeah. That's how it works. And I think it's more, there's less competition. You need like the network to make it work. Yeah. yeah. I think so. Dream All right. Work to make the dream work. It, that's, so what's that's this exactly podcast even about? Well, allow me to explain. Or is it like podcasts? It's about nothing. <laughs> oh, we just no. catch up. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. I don't need. That's, that's character assassination right there. <laughs> That's uh. Is this like I mean, how the, got made? the is medium this like how, is like, like how this get made. How yeah, did, this made? movie is bonkers. <laughs> I've watched so many movies based off that podcast. It's so that fucking are just, good, like, right? Hours of entertainment. Yeah, yeah. Mine is a podcaster. Dece, I shouldn't like for the record. <laughs> yes. I don't want to come off as like a complete hater. Because I, I definitely jam the Rich Roll podcast. Big time, yeah. We listen Some to that good a lot. shit, yeah. But I have to listen to that in like sections because yeah. I don't have three hours in a row to just like <laughs> yeah, three, talk about health and wellness. The three-hour yeah. Gabor Mate was just like this is heavy. I oh, can't. Yeah, all, yeah, they're all so great. Oof. I, again, Some I think wild like shit. yeah, the like this is one of the only podcasts on the internet that isn't about murder. So <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> You're like that's how I'd like to introduce yeah. it. <laughs> this podcast is actually called "We Don't Murder Anyone." Yeah. <laughs> Nothing to do with murder. Nothing yeah, to I do like, with like, uh, Freakonomics and like those kind of ones. Yeah, too. that's some good I shit. I like a good hustle, but I don't jam podcasts like super hard. That's fair enough. No, Mikey's our big podcast guy. Yeah, yeah he true. listens to like the Rogan one. Yeah, and, like we were jamming Bill Burr for a while. Yeah, oh that yeah, that one's really funny. He's got like his whole. He's got like his whole shtick for that too. It's really good. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. It's, it's just him shit. googling shit. Yeah, it's <laughs> wild. Jamie, can you look that up? Yeah, yeah, and like he's just like hanging out in his basement, just like talking. But it's yeah, it's pretty interesting. But again, I don't like. I think because I don't do anything out of like other than drinking coffee, mm. I don't do anything out of any routine. No, there's not a lot of directive in your day. <laughs> I like coffee. I'm doing coffee, and then I'm doing, doing coffee. coffee. And then we gig. And I gig sporadically, right? <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, I like we were talking about this the other day because I was like, I don't even know if I could count sleep as a routine because there's more times that I drink coffee than I sleep. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If you think about, like, every 24-hour cycle, yeah. sometimes the 24-hour cycle gets missed. Mm. But I never miss drinking coffee. No, you'll grab like three coffees a day, but you're not like napping three times a day or anything. <laughs> or maybe there's a 24-hour period where I don't sleep. Yeah, who's right? to say? Yeah, but in those that, flights, those flights are long. There's flights that happen like that. There's life that happens like that. Yeah, sometimes you got to take care of some shit. Sometimes I would you say coffee is my only constant. <laughs> it, it helps you get through the 24 hours right, when yeah. you don't sleep. It's just weird to think about things like that sometimes. Well, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but this is not a coffee podcast. I, I can't. Oh, sleep. I clocked that when we were talking about nothing. <laughs> oh, well, I would gladly like to talk about something if you'll let me. Uh, oh, am I good to ask the first question? Is there questions? There are. There are a couple. Oh, I wouldn't have agreed to do this. <laughs> I can do a couple. We can do two. Two? Fucking hell. All right. That's what a couple is. <laughs> Instead of a few, maybe we would, you know, expand. Well, let's, maybe let, I would let's, honor let's, that, but you said a couple. You know what? Let's see how this first and one I goes. I want to watch Yoko Ono. Well, let's, see how, let's see how this first one goes. Okay. okay. We'll so, go question by question. Okay. Well, I begin these normally. Uh, <laughs> you have a structure. Sometimes I do. I try to. Yeah, this is podcasting. You need to abandon that. Yeah, this right? Is the wild yeah, west. Just, I like <laughs> this is the wild your west, structure. Baby. Okay. 
Well, it normally begins by me tracing back the initial interest in music with the person I'm talking to. Specifically, where it changed from being something where it was like, you know, something you're watching on TV, listening to on the radio, etc. To like, that's what I want to do. I want to. I want to sing. I want to be in a band. I want to be a musician, quote unquote. Like, was there kind of a switch on moment, like when you were growing up, where you were just like, you saw like a band or you saw a singer, and just like, no, nah, I'm doing that. I think definitely uh, when I was a kid, my parents. I, I was like, I always wanted to play the guitar, so my parents yeah. got me guitar lessons, and then the place that I was taking the. Lessons but at, to take it back, this is where I'm. I'm wondering, and this is what I was thinking, because I can't really think about like what made me want to play drums. Oh right, 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 like. What you were just like? What's the thing that actually even want to make you pick up an instrument? Yeah. Because uh, again, just like trying to get off the like, you know, I'd be like, oh, I saw Rancid and Rocket from the Crypt, and I knew I wanted to be in a punk band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like that. Yeah. But also like thinking beyond that, like what is the? Well, I guess that's hard to say because like when you first kind of like pick up an instrument, it's like, yeah, you're just kind of like, oh, that looks cool. Well, did you have like guitar heroes like Slash or Eddie or anything? Tony like Iommi. That? Tony, nice. Tony yeah. Iommi, yeah, for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. Or yeah. I guess yeah. Q one oh seven, listening cool. to Psychedelic Sunday, a lot of guitar rock. My mom definitely jammed a lot of like great classic rock. Like she was like the like Zeppelin and Sabbath and all that stuff. Like that was her jam. So I was just like, well, rock and roll. Ah. Yeah, I think we also grew up like Jay and I are like thirty eight and thirty nine. So in the like eighties. Yeah, I think there was a lot. Like we were talking about Van Halen when you were like deciding not to record. Yeah. <laughs> we we're talking about a lot of awesome podcast gold. But I digress. <laughs> there was a time when like guitar, like ACDC videos, Van Halen videos, like that stuff was on TV. Mm. Yeah, the big ACDC like in the like the videos them in the arena like yeah, in like the stage. Oh yeah, yeah, the Thunderstruck like, one. Yeah. yeah. Or like ZZ Top. There was like ZZ Top videos yep. I remember. Yeah. yeah. And that would have been all on much and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah much yeah. music. Yeah. Major major music culture in Canada. Yes. Created a culture in music in Canada for sure. Cuz that's what I was trying to think. Like I originally wanted to play drums. Was yeah. like cuz my dad like played drums and stuff. We never had, like, a kit. My dad played, like, a lot of hand drums. Oh, sure. Would just play on, like, the table because he didn't uh, have yeah. uh, bongos or anything anymore. My mom just had, like, a classical guitar. She just oh, had a so cla- there was a guitar in your house? It was just, like, in the house, but she never really played it. It just sat there. Oh, uh, okay. Kind of, like, picked it up and was like, yeah, this is cool. We had a fiddle at my house because my... Really? Yeah, because my dad didn't play, but, like, my great uncle and, like, all my family on my dad's side, they're all fiddlers and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So we never had, like... My dad played hand drums on the table, and we had a fiddle that no one knew how to play. (laughs) Yeah, real Acadian. What a household. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Killing it. But then my dad had, like, tons of records, so we would jam, like, Almond Brothers and, like... My dad was into ACDC and Led Zeppelin. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Like that. Did you guys grow up in the same neighborhood or like? We grew up two towns apart. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Jay and I met in our teens, like going to hardcore shows, basically yeah. putting on DIY hardcore shows. Yeah, basically being like, hey, can we play in your town and then you can come play in my town? Yeah. Or like kind of like you would see the same person at a show, yeah, like three times. Yeah. Kind of thing. And you're like, well, there's only 50 people here, so yeah, I yeah, should yeah. say what's up to that guy. Totally. Yeah. And he doesn't mosh like a dick or something. <laughs> you know, like you had a few of those like, I don't want to hang out with that guy. Oh, no. He seems like a psycho. Oh, dude. 
The way you opened the pit is a great display of character, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Like, how you pit at, like, a small all-ages punk show is, like, very indicative to, like, what kind of, like, person you're going to grow up to be. Yeah. In that time era, too, that we were going to shows, there was, like, guys would literally show up and, like, they put a mouth guard in and be like, I'm moshing. And you're like, yeah. I'm like, not. Bro, <laughs> like, all right, on. American Psycho. I'm glad Jesus you got shit. across the border. Yeah, but man. Yeah. Some wild shit. Like, so that was how Jay and I met. Was yeah, yeah, like yeah. Those DIY shows. So what was it, what was that scene like? Was it just one of those things where everyone knew everyone? It was like super tight knit. One of those kind of deals, or it, was it ish. was it clicky? Or I mean, I don't know if it was clicky, but I think it was. You yeah, you knew like most of the people. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, I yeah. think to like if you had a friend group of fifty people is actually like pretty crazy if you mm. think about it. So like there was probably like the twenty people that I knew like at the show, and then there was like. You know, the other bands, the other band's friends. So I don't think yeah. it was clicky, but I think there was definitely, like, that kind of side of things. You had to take the initiative to, like, even, like, start a conversation. Be like, hey, I saw you at the Which show. Which is so funny to think about because yeah. it's, like, there's 50 kids. There's, like, 30 kids at a Swarm show. Yeah. But, like, because some of them are older, some of them are younger, you're just like, oh, yeah, like, by default, like, maybe you're not meeting all those people at the show. No. I always thought the older guys were, like, pretty intimidating, too, because they were, like, no, they had close to 10 years on you, and they're just, like, really grizzled punks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Oh. And it was, like, a weird kind of transitionary time uh, in punk. Like, so this is in, like, the late 90s. Yeah, yeah, When yeah. there was a lot of, like, DIY punk was coming out of, like, mohawks and leather jackets and, like... The older guys liked like Diggle Abortions and No Means No mm. and like Black Flag and like yeah, that yeah. whole Circle Jerks kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, Misfits. Yeah. You would have like a painted Misfits logo on your jacket. Yeah. And it, for us as like 16 year olds, you're like, that guy's terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> scared, that scares the shit out of me. We used oh. to have a dude in my town named Punk Rock Jack who spent six months of the year living on the street, and he would fuck you up if you God were like, "Damn, yeah, you, you just like if you got in his." What way, happened to Punk Rock Jack? I don't know. He ended up <laughs> moving back into his mom's basement or Fair something. Enough. But, but he had like, yeah, like he was like the guy that was like close to ten years on you, and but, crazy. And he was just like really aggressive, always wasted at a show. Yeah, he's just like a scary dude. Yeah. <laughs> Shows being, like, fun and, like, kind of scary yeah. was definitely, like, what I remember. Like, we had <laughs> we were talking about Ska again when you weren't, like, recording. But, uh, yeah, we also had, like, like my first band when I was, like, 16, I, like, got asked to sing in, like, a Ska Punk band that was more, like, Op Ivy Ska Punk. True, But, yeah. like, that was, like, the style that we played. And those shows were, like, not violent <laughs> and, like, not aggressive. But, like, because you would play mixed bills mm. and because you'd kind of, like, play with whoever, yeah. like, you'd end up playing with some of these, like, older, like, misfits kind of style, Dirty like, bird. really aggressive yeah. kind of, like, yeah, punks. Was that So with that band, was that the first time you ever played live? Uh, yeah, it was with another Heather, the punk band. Yeah, sick. Where was that? Uh, in Waterloo was, like, the town that I, like grew up in but yeah, we just yeah, played yeah. like it was all diy like we'd play basement shows you'd play like halls yeah yeah, yeah. so like never in a i didn't play in a bar until i was like in a hardcore band sure yeah like probably two years later yeah jay what was the first show you ever played weirdly just played like in a cover band that was like kind of put together through right the place i took guitar lessons was like we're gonna start a band and we're gonna like go to this competition did and you so, win hell no <laughs> no 
We did. We did Look like this, what are you doing? Tom Petty. We did Free Fuck Fallen, yeah. and yeah. we did Jumpin' Jack Flash by the Rolling Stones. And you were playing guitar. I was playing guitar, Sick. and they're like, they're like, "It's the solo. You have to like get on your knees to play the solo because that's what rock and rollers do." And I was like, 10 years old, and I was like, "Fuck yeah!" yeah. <laughs> you were ten. I was ten. You were ten. I was ten. God damn, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess I I played drums in like a high school band. Yeah. And we did like "Born to Be Wild," and I played drums. To That's that. pretty sick. It's a <laughs> sick beat. Yeah, when you're like, yeah, yeah. I can still play it. Oh, I'll bet. <laughs> That's in Get up and forever. fucking rock it tonight, it's, dude. dude. I probably spent so long rehearsing. Mm. You know what I mean? Like yeah, having yeah, like yeah, yeah. like being a kid and being like, oh my god, I have to get this perfect. Yeah, yeah. It's and it's and then you become a real musician and you're like, oh, nothing has to be perfect ever. <laughs> Give us a quick run of bands you were doing before Cancer Bats. From there, I like sang in a hardcore band called United Youth Crew. Uh huh. Uh, which was sick. We just wanted to sound like Snapcase and Strife. As you do. And we opened up for Earth Crisis. Whoa. That was definitely like our... So stoked. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> and then... What band... That's what I was trying to think of, like, what band we would have met. I then played in a power violence band called Die Human Die. When you were doing oh. Die Human Die. Yeah. And, and that playing, was like... Were you playing drums? I was playing drums. Last and days. it was like ultra-political, like... Yeah, they were cool that I wasn't straight edge yet, and I wasn't vegan, mm. but they were like, "This band is gonna be like very politically minded, and it's gonna be about like like animal liberation and like yeah." yeah. It was sick. Yeah, that was kind of a big thing around then too. Like I even I played in a band. Like when you were in that band, I was in Left Behind, which was also like our singer was of the Baha'i faith, so he was oh. like like practiced abstinence and straight edge and like was totally vegan and like very very politically driven yeah 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 Yeah, definitely a lot of politics going on yeah then i sang in a screamo band called vincent black shadow sick uh and that's actually how i met scott who plays in cancer bats yeah uh so i was in the screamo band called vincent black shadow which is kind of actually how so vincent black shadow did more than die human die Mm. i kind of like was like, ah, I'm going to do something that's like a little bit more my speed. And I was like really into like all that San Diego Screamo stuff. Yeah. And like Seisha and like all that level plane, yeah, yeah, like yeah. all that stuff. So that's how I met like Wade and Dallas and George mm. from like Alexis on Fire. Yes. Was like all of us like playing in these Screamo bands. This yeah. like kind of like new school. So like Creation is Crucifixion would come. Yeah. Or like Love Lost and Not Forgotten. Oh. And like Alexis on Fire would open that show, or Vincent Black Shadow would open that show, or Scott's band at the mercy of inspiration would open that show. And then by this time, Jay was in a sick band called Hope to Die. And that was where like all of us were playing shows together. Yeah. What was that band like? It was kind of like a little more rock and roll, but like kind of like a power violence band. Yes. It was like to me, it was like Canada's version of what was happening in like in Massachusetts, like that whole yeah. Boston Bones Brigade suicide file rights, yeah, like yeah, cut yeah. the shit. Like Sick. I definitely was like really psyched on Hope Today. Yeah, I, me too. <laughs> but then yeah, so we would all play shows together. And yeah, that was yeah, how, yeah. and we would put on shows, and that was kind of what Jay was saying. Like we met at shows, but then we became really good friends when we kind of had this like unspoken spoken sort of thing between our two cities where it was like if you put on a show all of us will come like from my town which was an hour away yeah and then jay vice versa would be like okay sick like if if like uh vincent black shadow puts on a show or you guys are putting on a show that you're not even playing like a hundred of us will come 
from London, yeah. and then we'll have like six shows between yeah. the two of us. Yeah. So, so tight. We all, we all talked on like message boards and like kind of made sure we all had good shows. Yeah. Who's bringing the PA? Like, do we have like? Does anybody yeah, need gear? Was, yeah. So even yeah. though it was like an hour drive, there was like a real kind of community because there just wasn't enough kids to like have a big show. Yeah. And then we would like also try and get like, you know, like a band that was maybe gonna like skip from Windsor to Toronto. We'd be like, well, we could put a show on in our in London or Waterloo. And yeah, then, yeah. Like our bands could play that show too. Yeah. Really cool. So there was a lot of that going on. Yeah. And also because Scott's band at the Mercy of Inspiration was like a black metal band, which cool. was like it was sick. But they were pretty hardcore. It was kind of like Darkest Hour, like early oh, Darkest true, Hour. Oh, yeah. They were doing really good. Like, they were, like, actually opening up hardcore shows in Toronto. They would, like, play, and, like, kids who weren't just our friends would show up. Yeah. Like, they could play and have, like, 100 or 200 kids kind of come on their own. They were, like, wow. into the Maritimes. They, like, they were, like, doing, like, real tours. Yeah, That's they were, huge. like, the first, like, kind of touring band. Yeah. That's mad. So when and where was the first Bat show? Uh, first Cancer Bat show was in Toronto. Yeah, right. So that was where Scott and I had, like, kind of decided, like, okay. Like, he was like, I like playing black metal, but I also think it would be cool to play a band that sounds more, like, entombed. Mm. And I was like, okay, I'm into that, too. I also really like, you know, what's going on with, like, Strike Anywhere and Cursed and kind of all this different sort of hardcore that was happening. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So then that was when we started that band. I was living in Montreal at that time, which Mm. is, like, a five-hour drive from Toronto. So it was, like... At this time, it was like, okay, well, this will just be like a side project because At mm. the Mercy is going to get signed, which was like the the plan. Mm. And then they did not. Uh, spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler alert. It's actually crazy because At the Mercy of Inspiration, I would tour with them. So I would come and do merch and yeah. like hang out. And I was friends with all the guys. Yeah. And they had a summer tour. It was like August of 2004. Mm. Uh, and they were supposed to go from Ontario to Vancouver and back. And they were going to do it with, like, a bunch of, like, cool hardcore bands from the West Coast. I'd never been to the West Coast of Canada. Right. Uh, so I was like, sick. I'm in. I'll come and do merch for you guys. I'll take uh, time off work. Mm. And then the promoter who was, like, putting together, like, DIY again, putting together this tour, was like, dudes, you shouldn't bother. Like, this tour, wow. all the shows have fallen through. There's lots of shows that I couldn't get to do. And this was, like, two days before we were supposed to leave. So I'd already booked off time from work. And I was like, I was like, Scott, this sucks. But why don't I stay in Toronto and I use this month for us to just, like, work on Cancer Rats? And so basically that was, like, the beginning of the end for <laughs> At The Mercy. Uh, so literally, like, as of... Like September, it was like At the Mercy had broken up and Cancer Bats was now like a real band. Yeah, hectic. And we recorded a demo. Actually, the anniversary of us recording that demo is this weekend. Yeah. Which it was is Thanksgiving weekend. It was Thanksgiving weekend. Because I stuck around in Toronto. Yeah, Jay helped us record. So he wasn't in the band yet. Oh, right. But he was like, obviously, like all of our, you know, good friends. And we were like, should we get two guitar players? Yeah. Was the idea. And they were like, eh, maybe let's just keep it as a four Bs. Mm. So Jay helped us do the demo, which we recorded, I guess, like 15 years ago. Holy shit. Um, did you play drums on that? I didn't, but I should have. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So that was before my, that was before Mikey joined. Right. So I had written all the songs, or I'd written all the drum parts, and then we had this like filling guy for like a hot minute. <laughs> and he Redacted. Record, he recorded, and it was just like, whoa, okay. But it was kind of just like, again, like, well, yeah. But was he rushing or dragging? Oh, so it it sucks because he like somehow neither. Somehow <laughs> like somehow neither is just yeah. like. But whatever, whatever. So it is what it is. So it is what it is. So Jay didn't join the band. <laughs> Jay could have played drums, but uh, so so we but we started like kind of then like capitalizing on the fact that uh, Scott had this whole network. Yeah. Kind of like so it was very much like whoa the guy from Atmoa has a new band. Yeah. Uh, At the mercy of inspiration. I want to check them out. So we had like promoters all of a sudden being like, oh, dude, you coming? Uh, you played that like that Bane show in London. Like you jumped in and played like two songs. We just played one song. One song, yeah. But it was like the dudes in Alexis were like, yeah. "You guys are in." A, it's like they were friends with Scott. They were friends with me. They were like, yeah. "Whoa, you're in a new band together." What? Sick. Yeah. And so, so then. Sick. Uh, right off the bat, that was like Alexis on Fire was like, "Yo, this is sick!" Like everyone was like, the guys, like everyone who was like around that we were friends with, like yeah. Com- Comeback Kid, Silverstein, yeah, yeah, like yeah. all these bands that were starting to get really big, yeah. were just like so sick. Like this is the best that you're doing this band. Like come on tour with us. Yeah, and we we're like, we have like a four song demo, yeah. <laughs> but what everyone we played it for was just like, this is so sick. Like, oh my god, this That's is the huge. best thing ever. Yeah. yeah, so it was like that was like the quick motivation was like, you guys need to like hurry up. So then by January of or two thousand and five, two thousand five, yeah. So we had been a band for six months. I'd kicked out that drummer, mm-hmm. redacted. We got signed. To distort, which was like Alexis on Fire's label. Yeah, yeah. So they were like, sign Cancer Bats, they're sick, we'll take them on tour. So then we got signed. I got Mikey to join the band. So you didn't even have like an APR out or anything? It was out, like we just put it out ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We a friend of ours pressed it as a seven inch. Yeah. And then that was like pretty much it. And then we were just like, okay, fast forward, we need to like come up with like a full album. So we spent the next, like, year kind of touring and, like, writing this record. Yeah. And, like, Mikey moved from Winnipeg to, like, basically be in our band. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Did you have, like, any experience, like, with any of the... Like, you mentioned kind of doing a couple of tours and shit here and there. Like, you know, going out with his old band and shit like that. But, like, had you, like, spent much time out of your hometown, like, doing many shows? I've done, like, some Canadian touring with... Yeah, uh, Yeah, I hoped... Well, that was the thing. Yeah. We'd done some stuff with, uh, interestingly enough, our singer worked for the, uh, that band Goldfinger. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he he's actually on the cover of... Shut Your Mouth. Shut Your Mouth, Open Your Eyes, Shut Your Mouth, or Close Your Eyes and Shut Your Mouth, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, like, the guy on the cover of that. So he was, like, an assistant. He, like, worked for that band, and, like, he was able to get us a couple, like, uh, short Canadian runs with Goldfinger around Canada. Wow. So that was, like, fucking awesome. Yeah, and you guys... Bill. <laughs> Hope to Die definitely like played around a lot too. Yeah. Like you play Montreal yeah. and Ottawa and like Quebec yeah, City. <laughs> was the ska crowd hostile? I have to know. <laughs> not, not really. <laughs> especially, especially not in like Quebec. Like because like people are into they're like punks are into like kind of everything. Yeah. So it's like even if they're into ska, they're also into hard. I can't skank to this, but it's still pretty good, no? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good, man. Did you guys go to to Quebec with Goldfinger? 
No, we never did that with Goldfinger. We just like did our own shows and like. Because I remember moshing at those shows. Oh hell yeah! Because I would come along and like sell merch for lots of my friends' bands. Yeah. <laughs> That's so sick. Oh yeah, man. We definitely brought you. We definitely brought you for like some Ottawa shows. Like it was like Ottawa, Montreal, and stuff. We were doing. Some Ottawa, shows Montreal, Quebec City. I remember that run. Yeah, so that I was moshing you. super hard. Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> well, as long as no one was getting hurt. Oh, I was probably <laughs> ruining people's nights <laughs> for sure. Twenty-year-old Liam moshing was, like an asshole. Dude, yeah. so hard. No one would be friends with me at that point. <laughs> I was actually explaining that to Drew. Like, that band Fatalist yeah. played our Newcastle show. Yeah. And I was like, this band is so sick. And he yeah. was like, yeah, this is cool. And I was like, no, dog. When I was 20, I would be like fucking up the pit right now. You should have done it anyway, man. Come out of retirement. Nah, <laughs> I got a job to do. I got to <laughs> save it for the stage. Yeah, man. Just mush on the stage. <laughs> a few years ago in Montreal at an off show. Oh, fuck yeah. And no oh one my was God. moving. It was just like a lot of like old, like old dad punks just kind of standing around and we were like this is the fucking best and like Liam yeah it was when that off. first side to side motherfuckers yeah that first four EPs like oh, came out and fuck off yeah and so Jay and good. I were like we were like really into those records so we were just moshing the whole time oh fucking I was right. actually bummed that show's full of posers <laughs> we d- I was like Black Lungs played that Black Lungs opened oh, that true. show and it was shouts like, out to Wade McNew yeah McNeil. it was sick it was a sick set also members of Black Lungs yeah, now yes, Jay and indeed. I play in Black Lungs. Oh, there you go. Fuck, this is just adding into the Canadian band mythology. Yeah. <laughs> I love... <laughs> I love being in Black Lungs. Oh, I, I, I look forward to going through the liner notes of all the hip records and be like, oh, there they are. <laughs> yeah. Sadly, we're not. We're not that connected. Well, Julie was. Yeah, I mean, again, it's close, like... Close enough, yeah. Six degrees of separation, but, six like... Six degrees of Gordon Downey. Yeah. <laughs> R.I.P. Um, yeah, dude. Yeah, man. When you're starting out, uh, at, like, as a band, when you're kids, and you're, like, you have this very idealistic view of what bands are like through, like, rock biopics and documentaries and, like, VH1 behind the music and all that sort of shit, and... You have this moment in all of those where it's just like, and the band had made it. You know what I mean? There's all that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, it's such a, like, a trite and obvious thing, but I feel like every band has that in one way, shape, or form where they think to themselves they're having that moment, whether they're playing in a certain city, playing in a certain country, playing at a certain venue, playing with a certain band, getting to meet someone, anything like that. Across the trajectory of Cancer Bats, is there any particular thing that sticks out for you where you're just like, if Teenage Me saw what I was doing right now, he would freak the fuck out? For me, the big one was when we got asked to, like, play... So, Snapcase. Yeah. From Buffalo. Huge influence on, like, us. Definitely, like, grew up, like, that band changed my life. Yeah. Even just meeting those dudes and, like, yeah. becoming friends with them. Yeah, yeah. It was, like, crazy. But then when they did a reunion, we got asked to play... Like with so it was Snapcase, sick of it all, us, and then Walter Schreifels did like an acoustic set Damn. to like open it, and I remember just like being at that, like basically hanging out with the dudes in Sick of It All, watching Walter Schreifels like play Gorilla Biscuit songs acoustically, oh, like oh. it was like the sickest. That's so yeah, sick. that was that was one of those days. It's like these are like these are three people or like three groups or whatever that like completely defined wanting to be in hardcore and punk and like how you write music or anything just like that was insane 
Yeah. That was that was one of those just like fuck me, man. Do you have yeah, any like when you're kind of amongst it, when yeah. you're just like, but we're all here together. Yeah. Like it was like the every time I die guys were there at that show. Yeah, like it was just like everyone that. was like all kind of in this thing, and I was like, whoa, these are like. These are like our peers now. Yeah, like exactly. And they're saying what's up, and they're also watching our set. Like, yeah. this is crazy. Fucking rules. Yeah. Do you have any others that kind of come to mind for you? Definitely Guar. Like, oh, oh no yeah, shit. touring with Guar was crazy. Touring, touring with Guar, and like those guys being like the night, like as nice of people as they are, because they are some of the nicest people you could ever meet. Yeah. And you're and you're just like, man, if fourteen year old me who was like watching their videos on much music but you know like on the power 30 like late at night the heavy metal show and you're yeah. just like and now i'm you know 34 or whatever i am yeah, now yeah, yeah. at the time and i'm just like and now i'm playing shows with guar like no fucking way i like a 14 year old me would be like you're an idiot that's never gonna happen that's never gonna happen bullshit yeah 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 i saw guar when i was 16 and i was just like that whole side of things is so nuts yeah absolutely nuts fucking amazing and kind of learning how like like punk guar actually was yeah totally like sort of like i mean for us like obviously we've been a diy band so we like get that side of it yeah but then like to just be like oh but when you were on empire records like you guys were like still like so punk yeah 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 like those kind of ideas of being like you lived in like a weird converted school bus Mm. and that was what you were touring on like pre that happening yeah like yeah for sure for sure all right gentlemen we will wrap it up here but yeah i was gonna say i feel bad for the bleed it'll be coming through we can we can we can fix that in post before we do that I asked you don't have a post. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> you don't know me. You don't know me, bitch. God like damn it. I want to see the budget for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am balling on a budget, like I said. Uh, I end these uh, by asking about the best and the worst shows that you have ever played in your entire lives. You can go either or, so you can start on the positive note and then end on a sour note or flip the script. Up to you. I can't think of any, like, I'm not trying to be the posy guy. Yeah. But I definitely, like, I'm, like, hard-pressed for there to be... Because I think, like, when we were playing, like, shows to no one... Yeah. Like, you're still, like, but we're on tour. Yeah, yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, you can, well, like... you see that sense of mistake. Yeah, like, I can definitely, like, look back at those, like, the Atlanta show where we, like, played to no one. Yeah. And, like, yeah. didn't sell any merch. But it's, like... But at that time, I wasn't like, oh, this is the worst. I was like, well, even that show was like, wasn't that like with Planes Mistaken for Stars or something? And you're still just like, oh, I wasn't even thinking of that one. You know, when you're just like, this is still sick because I'm playing with that band. Yeah. There's no one here, but who cares? Yeah. I mean, that's where I'm like, oh, yeah, those are like, that's where I can't think of anything that's like technical. Because I definitely feel like when, because we started Cancer Bats after having been in like a lot of bands yeah so yeah. i think by that point we were like very thankful of like what sort of like spot we had yeah. in life there's been like you even just kind of laugh at bad shows anymore i mean at least i do i'm like we've played some like weird indoor festival things and like i had a guy throw a cookie at me once and i was like you threw what like you threw a cookie at me and i'm just like i started dying laughing on stage i was like <laughs> You pegged me with a cookie. Like, whatever, man. Like, <laughs> so funny. You gotta wonder if that was the desired effect. Yeah, yeah, like, was that on the like, cool tour? That was on the cool tour. And, like, uh, there was, like, everyone was, like, eating Subway. And some fucking dude pegged me with a cookie. And I was just like... <laughs> 
Yo, I love cookies. This yeah, is the best. We, I think we had a 15-minute set. That's 15 fucking crazy. Five-minute changeovers, 15-minute set. What? It was a crazy... Fucking tour was this? It was called The Cool Tour. Who it was, was on it? It was crazy. It was As I Lay Dying, Under Oath, Between the Buried and Me, Bless the Fall, Acacia's Train, Cancer Bats, Architects, and War of Ages. And Architects was second on? Well, we would flip-flop. Whoa. So Architects and Cancer Bats would flip-flop, both playing 15-minute sets. Jesus Christ. Or maybe it was a 20-minute set. Yeah. I think it was 20. It was maybe it was 20. 20 with a five-minute changeover. It was definitely bonkers. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> Made some great friends on that tour. Yeah. Oh, dude. We, we all hung super hard. And that's Fuck what I yeah. mean. Like, there's, yeah. like, those moments where you're just like... Man, we're just playing for bummed out As I Lay Dying fans. Yeah. For like, that are just like waiting for As I Lay Dying for like hours. Yeah. They're just getting pummeled by music they don't like for six and a half hours. It's sweet because you got like all those bands aren't that dissimilar. It was one of those tours where I definitely was like, this is weird because everyone on the tour is like fans of each other. Yeah. So like, we would like all be watching each other's sets like yeah. us and like Acacia Train BTBM like everyone was hanging out under oath like yeah. all the As They Lay Dying guys are super yeah. nice so it was just like that those moments you're just like well there's like these kids don't like this yeah but there's like <laughs> we're, having we're having a great time we're and we're only on stage time. for 20 minutes yeah. so well on that note what is the best show you've ever played see you again That's probably last night in Sydney Really? That was a that was a cracker? Well, I mean there's tons of great great shows that we get to play. Yeah. You know? So I always think of that like I feel like really fortunate to be like in a band where like we we definitely play like tons of awesome shows. Yeah. Because like people showing like up are a, awesome. The variance in like the size of shows that we'll do too, you know? Like yeah. playing in Brisbane to like a couple hundred people was like one of the sickest shows I can think of in recent memory, but also like we've done like the big shows like in Toronto, like playing like the that like, last show that we played in Toronto to like it was like a thousand people. Wow! So like, there's like such a like a, a difference between like the size of them, but the, like each one is that much different. Like, you're yeah. like, holy shit! There's a thousand people losing their mind. This is the sickest. But then also, there's two hundred people that are like going ape shit. Yeah, this is the sickest. So, and I, I think know. especially like this, I feel like this last album definitely the all the touring where like yeah. some of these shows that we're playing on this record are like the biggest that we've ever played yeah and like to me being like in this band for 15 years and like whether it's 200 people it's still like the biggest show we've played in a city yeah, yeah do you know yeah. what i mean and yeah, you're yeah, like yeah. this is nuts like this is so sick that we're like able to do this so fucking right yeah those things are definitely crazy like sure that vancouver show we just played was like the biggest Vancouver show we ever played. It was like over 600 people. Yeah. It was like our Halifax show was like, again, over 600 people. And I was like, dude, this is unreal. Yeah. So it's like really sick to like kind of just be doing all this stuff. And not just because there's those people, but like, it's like, oh, it's full of friends that we've known over the years. Like it's with promoters that we like kind of have been working with for like 10 years. Yeah. It's like everything is kind of now like just like so sick. Fuck yeah. The album is The Spark That Moves. It's out now. <laughs> It'll be out still by the time that you hear this. I mean, that's a nice part about music. It doesn't get redacted. <laughs> I mean, it could. You remember Millie Vanilli? Is, can you not access their music? Uh, like, it all, got to, it all got deleted, like, for a while. Like, they had, to, like, they had to recall it, and they got their Grammy rescinded. Well, yeah, that was because of 
the lip syncing thing. Yeah, which I think is. I'm not accusing you of a Millie Vanilli situation, but you know, it could. If happen. we were Millie Vanillying, our band should be bigger. <laughs> I agree. I agree. William J, thank you guys so much. Yo, thank you. Absolutely. I like that pleasure. we ended on some like random facts, though. Yeah. <laughs> Look up Millie Vanilli, kids. I'm David James Young, and all my friends are. Here.